You're listening to the Creating a Brand podcast. I'm your host, Alex Sanfilippo. Do you have more good habits in your life or bad habits? It's a loaded question, I know. It's something that we should all be evaluating from time to time because the truth is bad habits are really easy to develop, but good habits do take a lot of discipline. I actually wanted to specifically find a guest that could talk about this topic, why developing habits matters for every leader, and I found somebody. His name is Andy Uprichard. Andy's actually the vice president of a company called CES Schools. It's a nonprofit that helps students that are underprivileged be able to just grow in their ability to learn and to really make it further in life. I believe that he oversees currently 10 schools and it might be more coming up soon, but he's in charge of creating all their curriculum, of running all those schools and their accreditations. They're actually considered one of the highest credited schools in their class within the United States, which is absolutely just a huge deal. Andy is nothing short of a legend because many of us struggled our way through school. We had terrible habits, right? Bad eating. We didn't sleep at night. You know, you stay up all night, pull all nighters all the time and eating terrible. All those different things were bad habits. But somehow this is the guy who's making the curriculum for people. And he's developed a lot of good habits to be able to focus as a job and to be able to do so well himself in the area of educating and continue to become a better leader for all these different schools. So this is an exciting interview. Let's not wait any longer. Here is my interview with Andy Oop Richard. Andy, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, I'm excited to do this interview. You have a much different perspective just from the career path you've taken than many of us, but nonetheless, you're extremely successful, and that's something that we want to kind of talk through and, cool. and just hear some of your journey as to how you got where you are today. Yeah, it's interesting, man. I mean, I'll give you the condensed version, but obviously, I'm not from here. I try and tell people really? I'm from Texas. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> sometimes South Carolina. Okay. On the mood that I'm in that day, but um, for whatever reason, people don't buy it. But uh, yeah, grew up in Northern Ireland, met the wife over there. She went over there to help start Celebration Church Campus. Really good experience there with her. We just felt that this was going to be the better place for us to set up shop. Mm -hmm. But my whole education, you know, everything was kind of education. Everything I went to college for was all education, education, education. And then there was a part or part of my story or part of the journey was obviously I gave my life to God when I graduated college. I went to like this private teaching college and didn't really do so well in my third year. Studied abroad, Paris, Malta, Got involved with a couple of bad things, shouldn't have been doing. Soccer career had finished at that point too. So um, I just had to study my butt off in fourth year, mm -hmm. senior year of, of college over there. And um, graduated as the 13th most highly qualified teacher in Europe. Nice, wow. in 2010, which, I mean, I don't know how that even happened. That's just a stroke of luck. I Played guess. soccer, skipped your third year, and somehow came out on top. That's what. That's how we roll in Northern Ireland. <laughs> nice work, but, uh, nice yeah, work. Got by by the skin of my teeth, I guess, on that one. But... Uh, yeah, we, Natalie and I, we got married in, huh, should know this off the top of my head real quick. Yeah. September 2013. I think it was a year after me, so that would be right. Is that 13 now? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully she doesn't listen to yeah. this. Yeah. Um, yeah, September 2013, um, spent three years on staff at Celebration Church mm -hmm. uh, here locally in Jacksonville. But after a, a period of time there as a pastor, I just kind of felt that the Lord was calling me back to start a private Christian school. Okay. So we did it. Um Got involved with my father-in-law's company, of all things. He gave me an opportunity. Thank the Lord I was able to take it and hold on to it. Yeah. And uh, we started a private school. We started one over in the Fleming Island there on the other side of the river. Things took off. We hit the goals within two years, and then they brought me full-time as a vice president. So Very nice. So rocking that now for two years, starting, starting my third year here soon. 
So, I mean, things are going very well for us, yeah. Very cool. That's great. It's really cool to, to hear your journey. And again, being in education, it's a bit different than most of our listeners, I'd say. A lot of people here were starting our own companies, most of which are not in, you know, in the education field. But it's cool to be able to hear that you obviously are very successful in that. And uh, yeah, and then deciding to come over stateside. Glad to have you here. Appreciate it. Yeah, that. absolutely. I've, I've heard nothing but great things about the school that you guys have developed, the programs that you guys have developed. And I know that you're really big into to actually being the person that's developing those programs themselves. Yeah, it's a big part of my role. Um, I mean, we've got a great corporate team. We've got uh, seven campuses, soon to be eight to nine different campuses across the state of Florida, which is mm-hmm. phenomenal. Um, things are coming along very good. But again, our, our strength is our corporate team. We've got some really key big players here that you know play a big role and get a lot of things accomplished and obviously our principals and the teams on the ground do a phenomenal job there too but mm-hmm. a big part of my job is to oversee the programs the academic programs across all locations so that's been pretty neat we kind of came into this we we felt that the lord gave us a vision he gave us something that we wanted to achieve mm-hmm. and um, actually so this is quite funny man i mean this is family business right so family business has got some very unique what's the term that's uh, probably best to use here I come from a family business, so I can think of a few. Yeah. <laughs> my, my background's family you, business as well. You might not want to share yours. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, very unique. I had a good experience, too. Well, it was good. a good experience. Good. Yeah. I mean, just very unique um, experiences, I guess, just kind of working there. And, you know, how do you keep it professional, but yet my brother-in-law's my boss? You know, it's kind of, mm-hmm. it's really interesting, but we love it. We get on so well. And that's kind of the one dilemma when you get involved in a family business. You're like, gosh, man, I mean... Yeah, is it going to ruin the relationship, right? Is my boss. Right, yeah, because it has potential to be rough. If this goes wrong, I mean, if I don't do a good job, my brother-in-law is firing me, and we're probably going to have a family dinner. (laughs) Right. Such weird, like, insightful things come into your head. You're like, oh, my gosh, man. I mean, I've got to make sure that we do this well. Right. And uh, and we have. I mean, he was the one that got this vision, and, you know, I got this vision for our academics. And Mm -hmm. um, obviously, if, if you're familiar with trying to get visions within organizations, I mean, if the visions don't align, then there's an issue. Of course, and, yeah. Um, it was really neat for us that you know, my vision for the academics fit perfectly well into his vision for the overall organization. And um, things have been great. So, yeah, we've rapidly changed every program that we offer in our schools, the investments financially within people, the time and energy have been extremely significant, specifically, I guess, for a not-for-profit organization. I mean, mm-hmm. we're not in this to make money. Mm-hmm. It's um, We need the money to run the business. Don't get me wrong. Of course. Um, but, I mean, we're not in this. We're in this to change lives, to give these kids who are typically overlooked a chance to be successful in life. And um, yeah. things are coming along very nicely, yeah. Yeah, I know the story again, which we won't have time to get into, but you guys have made a big difference in this city and the state of Florida as well with that. And a lot of these kids and families, like, lives changed. It's really inspiring to see and kind of getting a chance that they would not have otherwise gotten. Exactly. So it's right. great to see that. Yeah, and, we're, we're fortunate. So. Yeah, yeah. Another side note there, because I come from a family business as well. Anyone listening out there, if you're like thinking about getting into a partnership with like someone in your family, it's not bad. Some people will have like horror stories about it. Yeah. The truth is, if you set up good systems and you can separate business and personal life, that's important to do. So, you know, when you get at a dinner table on the weekend or whenever it is, don't start talking business. Well, Save that for the conference room. I mean... Uh-oh, you do it? We do it. And we oh, no. We try not to. Uh-huh. I mean, I've got such a, a great relationship with my brother. Like we... Mm-hmm. We love it. I mean, we're, we're very, very lucky to be a, to both be given the opportunity to get to do what we do what we do now. Yeah. But I said they get, they get to do it. It's like a rock right there. But, I mean, we've been very fortunate to receive the opportunity to do what we get to do now, mm-hmm. as I said. 
I mean, and we love it. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. So it's easy for us to sit down at dinner on Friday night with the family or somebody's birthday or something like that and be right. like, hey, bro, so let me give you an update on this. And we just talk. I mean, our wives hate it at times. <laughs> I'm sure. Our wives, they understand it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't think they enjoy it all the time. They probably want us to have a, a mental rest as well. Yeah. But, um, we love it, man. I mean, we've just got, got something good going on here. And, That's uh, good. We keep it real when we have to keep it real, and when we have fun when we all have fun, so it's good. Very, very exciting. So that, that's great, man. Really cool. A little different than my, my background of not talking about it, but it's fine. Touché. It's good. I yeah. mean, listen, you got to do what you got to do. Everyone's yep. going to do it differently, and uh, I guess just because you don't talk about it doesn't mean you didn't enjoy it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, no, it was, it was a great yeah, experience. Yeah, just had so. a good boundaries in place but, for us. Uh, that's it. Let's just say we're still trying to figure that part out. Yeah, yeah I hear you. Uh, we love it, so it's, it's all good. <laughs> nice. Cool. So, hey, um, now I'm kind of thinking about this, though. So you talked about being, you know, your, your third year of school mm-hmm. back home was a little bit rough. Now I'm thinking about it. Everyone kind of struggles through school, right? I think all of us have trouble like staying focused, getting things done. But now you're actually like your job is to write programs now. So it's like it's like taking it to the next level. Yeah. What had to change in your mind to be able to say, okay, now like not only do I have to focus to graduate school, like now I got to focus to help other people. Like I was just an idiot back home. I mean, I mean, you're a great soccer player. I I know that much about you. I mean, not bad. I'm still trying to get that contract off you here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not going to happen. Josh Kimball just aren't biting. I thought the offer was pretty decent. For all of our listeners, I'm a captain of a soccer team in a local league, and we tried to get Andy, and he said, not unless you pay me, but it's a rec league. So, uh, not happening, man. Sorry. Hey. Got to be a unique player in the industry. You can change the game on this one. I said, I'll even practice with y'all two nights a week. <laughs> let's go. Let's talk about this offline, yeah, all right? Let's, yeah. Let's, uh, let's stick the task here. But yeah. I mean, my third year of college, man. I mean, I went through some things in my personal life at that point of college, and I just felt, you know, for me, I got to get out of Northern Ireland. So I studied abroad. I studied in Malta. I studied in Paris, and just, I mean, I completely neglected my schoolwork. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was always good at school. Always a good test taker. I mean, moved over here on what June twenty fifth, two thousand and ten. Took my driver license on June 26th without even looking at a book. Oh, wow. And uh, passed it. And I'd never driven an automatic car before in my life. So, oh, I mean, nice work. I've been fortunate enough to have good skills in that area. Yeah. But, I mean, just my third year, I just didn't apply them. Um, and it was bad choices, bad habits. You know, I guess we'll get into habits a little bit later on. In the yeah. Uh, that's actually where I'd really like to have this conversation yeah, go is to really get into Because, um, obviously, you had to develop habits in order to to do what you're doing now and to, to get was. here, right? I mean, absolutely. I mean, to think now that when I finished with college, you know, I just thought I don't ever want to do any role within education ever again. Of course, that's what we all say when yeah, we get out I of mean, school, I, right? I look at me now, I'm, I'm running. Yeah, right. Eight campuses across the state of Florida. And, you know, our, our goal is to become number one in the state of Florida in mm-hmm. the specific field that we're in. And I believe that we'll achieve that. We've got the systems in place. Yeah, you guys are well on your way to that. I mean, systems are a huge part of habits. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's jump in the hot machine. Yeah, take the lead and, and let me know what you want to know. Oh, absolutely. I, I have a lot of questions on this topic, and I think yeah. a lot of people need to hear this. Um, again, with creating a brand, our entire focus here, it, it's going to take discipline for all of us. It's going to take actually developing habits in order cool. to 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 do what we're trying to do here. So, just start me from from the beginning of what developing a habit looks like. Like, where do you even start with that? Well, what is a habit? If I was to ask you, what do you think a habit is? What would you say? It's something that you do repeatedly, something mm-hmm. that you intentionally say, I'm doing this repeatedly. Yeah, so it's intentional, mm-hmm. and it's something you do often. And, and the goal is not that you have to think about these things. The goal is genuinely to make these choices or these actions or these performances, whatever it looks like for you, to be automatic. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think, and I was sitting down and having a conversation with somebody one day, and I was like, I mean, I just, I'm a lover of routine. I mean, I need routine. I need structure. Right. It helps me be what I feel is a high performer in my role and in outside of my my work life but I mean habits are supposed to free you up 
They're not supposed hmm. to confine you. They're not supposed to constrict you. And people hear routine and people hear structure. Well, I'm a creative and, you know, I need space to do this. And, and I understand that. I get that. Like, I mean, my wife is so creative and I'm the polar opposite. I do not know how she does what she does. It is right. just, she is phenomenal. But I just don't function that way. And she has routines and she has structures, but she leaves creative space, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But I mean... What I'm talking about here is habits is that we need them to be automized so that our mind is freed up to stay focused on where we need to go next on what needs to be accomplished. Habits just allow us to get things done quicker. Right. So what are some habits that you've, let's say that, let's just go back in time on your life here. Let's say you're now over here, you're getting into this job. What kind of habits did you need to develop to start succeeding? Because you're extremely successful for what you're doing. Sure. Like, what did you have to do to start changing that mindset of, I'm not going to go study abroad again, or I'm not going to disappear, or anything like that. Like, what did you have to do? Don't be an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was the first thing. Just yeah, yeah. Don't, the, don't be an idiot. Yeah. But, uh, maturity. I think maturity comes okay. into to play. Maturity for everybody looks different, but I mean, for me, if I had the same habits, I'm always going to have the same result. So in hmm. order for me to have a different outcome, then I need to change something. And those were habits. So let's just talk about understanding the beginning of habits you know why do we need habits why do we need to appreciate them why do we have to make sure that we don't neglect habits so let's Mm -hmm. just say that life is unpredictable right we Mm -hmm. don't know what's going to happen the rest of the day today we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow no clue well if we were geniuses if we were god i guess um, we would know that Mm -hmm. so developing our habits would be much easier right of course yeah 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 hey alex i'll give you fifty dollars every day for the rest of your life if you wake up at 4 a.m I mean, it's going to be a very, very easy habit to form because yeah. you're guaranteed that 50 bucks is going to be in your bank account at the end of the day. You send know? it over to me every morning. Yeah. I want to buy I want to buy 405 or I'm going back to bed. Send a cash check, whatever you need. <laughs> yeah. Venmo, plug for Venmo. You can feel free to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but um, I mean, when you know the outcome, I feel it's extremely easy then to develop a habit. But here's the problem. We don't know what the outcomes are going to be hmm. we don't know what the end product is so you could be studying you could be having this sense of achievement that you're going to be a doctor one day you're going to be mm-hmm. a lawyer you're going to be a teacher you're going to be a vet whatever it may be but you're not guaranteed to ever become that you might even have the qualifications but you're not guaranteed to have the job right you know i mean goals aren't the distinguishing factor between success and i guess we can get to that in a minute but i mean for me the important part was maturing and understanding that i needed some form of not necessarily emotional connection, but an internal connection to where I wanted to be in life. Hmm. I mean, I needed something that I had to commit to within myself because it's not the habits. I mean, we're always going to pass things. We're always going to feel things, but that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with the person. Mm-hmm. There's just an issue with the process. There's an issue with, I guess, the system, if you want to call it that. Right. So, I mean, you have to have this internal connection and commitment to allow you to stick to something over a long period of time. And I think a weakness of mine is I'm very long-term strategically. So, I mean... I mean, I am too. You think that's a weakness though? I do. And I think it's a weakness not necessarily for ourselves, but for other people. Because everybody just wants to see results, right? Right. Everybody just wants to see the short-term results. I mean, Alex, let's say we give you a job tomorrow and say, hey, Alex, we need you to do this. I mean, if we weren't mature in our thinking, if we weren't strategic in your appointment in that position, whatever that was... If we just demanded to see results tomorrow, ah, it's, I see. it's completely unrealistic. Right, and yeah. You might come into this role with a goal and an agenda and a three, five, ten year plan, but 
the problem is the majority of people, unfortunately, want to see results now. That makes sense. I actually just did a project. You finished a project yesterday in aerospace. I run commercial operations at a company here. And I've been working on this project for seven years. It's one of those strategy projects. I remember when I sat down to start, I'm like, how is this going to happen? And yesterday, literally, I, I put the last word, the last email, last report in place, done. Seven years. But that's one of those, like you're saying, strategy. If they would have hired me for that project and said, Alex, you have 30 days, I'd tell them, sorry. So how did you stay committed to that? Seven years. I mean, some, We're talking about it right now, habits. My, my habit was every day I'm going to spend X amount of time okay. working on this project. So, so you had that internal connection to it, mm-hmm. that internal commitment or whatever way you want to call it. Right. You were committed even on a day-to-day basis when you probably had your rough days where maybe you weren't feeling good, maybe yeah. you didn't sleep good. Maybe you're out with the boys at Top Golf or something, and you just stayed out later than what you should have. <laughs> maybe. I mean, <laughs> maybe. The maybe. Time. Yeah. The time. But uh, I mean, that's what matters. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, and it doesn't mean that I'm right. For me personally, I just feel that I have to be committed to long-term success. Right. And that involves doing things that are very small on a day-to-day basis. And you feel that takes maturity. I do. I guess that makes sense because at the end of the day, like you've been saying, you're, there's no guarantee that any of this is going to come to happen. That that project I worked on for seven years, I could have gotten let go from that project at year four. Mm-hmm. I would never have seen it come through. But the maturity is saying I still know what I need to focus on, I know what my habits need to be in going through it, either the, even though you don't know the outcome. Yes. And I mean, let's look at the fitness industry, all right? I mean, okay. it's, it's an easy one to look at. Absolutely, yeah. January comes and gym memberships go through the roof. Here's the thing, right? Short-term results, people want to see instant change. Mm-hmm. Success, in my opinion, is the buildup of doing tiny little things on a daily basis. So let's mm-hmm. look at brushing your teeth, all right? So, and we'll jump back to the, to the fitness industry here in a second, but brushing your teeth. I mean, dude, if you brush your teeth, what, once in the morning and once at night, are you going to see a noticeable change the next day? Probably not. Over a sustained period of time, that effect is going to be much more meaningful. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the exact same way for habits. They're almost like a retirement account. So let's just say hmm. that you start a Roth. I don't know. They're like, it's like compound interest. You throw in, what, five grand a year, 5,500 a year into mm-hmm. a, a retirement account. That in itself is not a huge sum of money. It's five grand. It's still a decent chunk, but it's not a huge amount of money. Right. Man, over the years... It's going to compound, compound, compound. And you're probably going to end up with what's going to be a decent retirement fund. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same principle with habits. They might not start off with a drastic impact, but they compound daily, mm-hmm. weekly, monthly, annually, over a decade. And whether you notice it or not, it's going to have a positive or a negative effect. So, I mean, this instant results or this instant desire to see results is why people feel in commitments. It's why they give up these gym memberships because they just thought, well... Man, if I work out five days a week for six weeks, I'm going to see the change. But you don't know the outcome. Mm-hmm. So if you don't see the change that you want to see, what happens to that daily choice? A lot of people don't commit to it. And I mean, I've talked with people in the fitness industry about this before and you know, meal prep companies and things like that. And it's mm-hmm. very interesting when you know, they have their peak season, like any business, I guess. They have their peak seasons and then they have their seasons where it's a little bit quieter. Right. But I mean... The one thing that the fitness industry is very, very good at understanding, and you, I'm talking about like your supplement companies and different things like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they know that people want to see instant change. Mm-hmm. So let's just say that you have this pill. Alex, man, I will sell you 30 of these pills. You take two of these a day, and I promise you within six weeks, you're going to lose 30 pounds of fat. Mm-hmm. I mean, that sounds a lot more appealing than waking up and working out 
and sweating like a pig in a bacon factory in the hope that you like burn what 500 calories in a workout yeah and then do it every day every day in the hope that you might lose one to two pounds of fat or just body weight a week i mean that i would rather take that pill that pill just sounds much more easier and that's right the, the general mindset of everybody they just want to see short-term results mm-hmm. and, and it's not necessarily a bad thing in a way because we all want to see the change we all want to see the of course results. of course but i feel like you have to have the wisdom to understand that there's a process mm-hmm. so i mean for me and i have a body fat percentage that i want to be at the end of the year and i'm working hard right now to, to kind of get to that before the end of the year we'll mm-hmm. see how it goes but if i'm to eat a burger and fries tonight i mean this might sound gross to the listeners i could legitimately eat like a burger, like a good burger for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, do every single you. day. I mean, if not, I say, hey, what do you want for a cheat meal this week? Burger. Like, I don't <laughs> right? think about it. It's just yeah, a burger, yeah. and I want like two patties in there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, let's get a burger for lunch today. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, if I have a burger tonight for dinner, am I going to wake up and see a noticeable difference in my body tomorrow? I'm not, it's not really going to have an effect, man. It's not mm-hmm. going to be there. I get into the habit of eating a burger, you know, two, three times a week. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you do that for a year, your body is not going to be the way that you intended it to be. I'm going to miss that target. Right. So again, you have to stay committed to the long-term purpose. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily the goal that you set. What's more important is the process that you implement on right. a day-to-day basis in order for you to get to that outcome or that finished product that you want to get to. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants a shortcut, and the reality is. The only thing in this life that can take a shortcut is a bird. I mean, it's super random, but a bird can go from point A to point B as fast as it can go in the straightest line possible. Right. It's the only thing. I should have probably thought about this before I said it's the only thing. But I mean, <laughs> it's one of the few. It's one of the few. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. one of the rare things in life where it can take shortcuts and it gets the result that it wants. Right. I mean, an airplane, if we took an airplane to Tampa, it's going to be a heck of a lot faster than if we drove a car going right. 75. But even an airplane has to be controlled by air traffic controllers yep. and it can't go the fastest route. So we have to get out of the mindset of the shortcuts. I mean, I don't believe in shortcuts in life. I think mm-hmm. luck is there. I believe in luck because the harder I work, the more luck that I seem to get. Right. But um, <laughs> Some people wouldn't call that luck. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think of Jefferson. I saw it on like, Instagram. Gotcha. I was like, I'm going to plug that one. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, there's no such thing as, as a shortcut to success. Right. I mean, I'm sure there's random situations where you inherit a lot of money and that might be successful to you but for your average listener to this podcast for the average working man or working woman there typically isn't a shortcut to success you have to stick to the process the number of people creating brands is increasing more rapidly than ever before whether it's a personal brand product or service more entrepreneurs are getting started today than any other time in history Although these are exciting times, there is a problem. The problem is that most people don't know where to begin. And as a result, they end up wasting a lot of time and money on products and services that they just don't need. Wouldn't it be great to have a guide to help you save time and money instead of wasting it? Well, there is a solution for you. It's called the Creating a Brand Community. The Creating a Brand Community is your digital mastermind or tribe. It's a network full of entrepreneurs devoted to helping each other succeed. We all help each other by sharing our experiences, recommendations, and discoveries along the way. As we like to say it, our goal is community collaboration focused on helping your brand succeed. The Creating a Brand community operates on our own social media platform. That's right, it's not another Facebook group. Our desktop site and mobile app feature online courses, focus groups, and topical discussion, along with live digital events and in-person events and exclusive content, all focused around the development and success of your brand. 
If this sounds like something you'd be interested in, please join at creatingabrand.com. It takes less than three minutes to get set up and become part of this community of successful entrepreneurs. When you join, please message me within the community, Alex Sanfilippo. I'd love to have a conversation with you and welcome you to our community. Think about habits now. We kind of just talked about a few different types of habits. You talked about the very intentional ones and some that were also non-intentional. Do you believe that life is run by habits, whether you are conscious of them or not? What are your thoughts on that? That's a great question. The goal of a habit is to be subconscious, right? You mm-hmm. want it to be automatic. You don't want to think about it. You just right. want to do it. And it frees you up mentally to focus on, on what you have to do. I mean, I guess our church was very lucky to have Dr. Henry Clyde a couple of weeks ago. And he it was very interesting. I was kind of, thank God that nobody put their hand up. It would have been embarrassing for them. But he asked the question, are you a self-made person? Do you believe that you're a self-made person hmm. and nobody put their hand up? And like, across your mind, you're like, well, I'm successful. Well, potentially successful in life compared to other people and whatnot and I mean you're kind of like edging to put your hand up like right it's like that pride kind of yeah kind of kicks in I was like I'm not gonna be that guy yeah <laughs> and then he's like good because there's no such thing as a self-made person and then he, hmm. he also related to, to, to God's vision and God's plan for us and how ultimately he's the one in control of many things mm-hmm. so I mean I don't think to go back to your question that habits are necessarily the controller mm-hmm. in our lives I believe that we've all got a a plan we've all been given an assignment if you will that mm-hmm. it's on us to achieve mm-hmm. and i think that's where I, I don't want to be a repeated record here but this work goes back to maturity to an extent as right. to figuring out why you're on this earth and then being a good steward of the skills and the abilities that you've been given in order to get to the finishing point of that assignment right know? yeah so i don't know specifically answers the question alex but i think that's kind of for me personally it's always where I need to think of are the things that I'm doing do they matter but not do they matter just to me do they matter to other people but do they matter to the assignment in which I've been given right I think that using your airplane example a little earlier many of us put our lives on autopilot Mm -hmm. we kind of do the bare minimal we know we need to sleep we know we need to eat we need to work to pay our bills but then the rest of our lives the rest of our time even if you just look at some national stats of what people spend their time on it's five hours a day on TV and four hours a day on your your phone, social media and things like that. So, you know, that to me, again, maybe that's not something we consider a habit, but it is a lifestyle that you've chosen just to live on autopilot. And when you're doing that, you're just going to automatically go to these things that bring a level of comfort, which comfort usually doesn't lead to maturity. Um, I just find that people kind of just go on this autopilot and they just kind of go through life wondering when things are going to change. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's habits in turn have some effect on identity hmm. you know let's just say that um i don't know you want to be a reader let's just you want to be a reader all right so you mm-hmm. want to read you know 20 books a year well that's a pretty hefty goal in my opinion. i don't right. even know if i read 20 books a year probably like 14 or something hmm. but i mean 20 is a lot well yeah how do you become how do you identify yourself as a reader well it starts with a very small habit of potentially breaking it down into an achievable goal uh, well, I've never read a book before. At least I know how to read. But I mean, I got to start off at one chapter a day. Mm-hmm. So I mean, again, it goes back to the process and the system that's in place and the daily choices that you make to be committed to become a reader to identify yourself as a reader. Huh, okay. So, I mean, you start off with one chapter a day, and then maybe after a week or two weeks, oh, this is actually pretty achievable. I can do three, and then you stretch it out and you improve it. So the habit has to be established before the habit can be improved. Hmm. So I mean. 
I'll, I'll use myself as an example. I've got that body fat percentage goal that's probably unachievable, but hey, let's pretend that we're overachievers here. We're going, right. we're going to go all in. We're going to yeah. go for it. But I mean, I had to increase cardio. All right. I'm talking like intense cardio. I'm not talking about like a walk on a treadmill for 20 minutes. I'm talking like intense cardio. Okay. And um, the goal is to introduce 30 minutes of that at before and at the end of my workout. So totaling 30 minutes total, not 30. Before okay. 30 gotcha. After. All right. I don't have time for that. But um, right. Yeah. But anyway, so, I mean, if I'm going to go into 30 minutes of intense cardio, I mean, I'm going to throw up. I mean, that's the first thing that's going to happen. Right, yeah. going to throw up and it's not going to be attractive. It ain't going to be exactly classy on my part. Right. I'm going to look like an idiot. And that's, you know, you want to avoid that at all costs. But it's, I had to be smart with it. I had to make it achievable. Mm -hmm. In order for me to get into the habit of working out at 5.30 in the morning and to get this cardio done, I had to introduce it like five minutes before, five minutes after. Right. Increased it to like 10, then 10, then 12, then 12, and now I... It's, it's giving yourself a realistic expectation, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and what happens is that you have to establish the habit. I mean, there's this morning I went in and the rowing machine was something that I had to, to do, I think, 15 minutes over the start, actually 10 minutes at the start and 20 minutes at the end, mm -hmm. like a hit session type thing like right. both times. And I mean, I didn't want to do it. Right. I, I don't want to. I traveled for nine hours in the car yesterday. Like, I woke up this morning feeling like I'd been hit by a bus. And I was like, I really don't. I just want to skip it. I just want to work out core and arms today. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't matter if I don't row today. Mm -hmm. But what happens is, I'm like, no, I got to stay committed. This right. is the system that's in place. I just got to do it. So, I mean, in order for me to get to that point where I was able to knock out 30, Again, I established the habit of doing something that was achievable mm -hmm. until it became a part of my daily routine, if you will. Right. And then I was able to add to it. I was able to improve it. But it all started with a small change. And right. Again, like we said at the start of this podcast today, Alex, is that small changes accumulate. It's mm -hmm. like that compound interest where if you want to receive something big, well, in order to get to the top of the hill, you got to walk up to the bottom of the hill, in the middle of the hill, before you climb the peak. Right. So I think it's just practically we, we have to be realistic but ambitious at the same time, but yeah. just maturity to understand the process and start off small. Yeah. So a lot of our listeners are, are creatives, and you're kind of introducing this now. How, how can people go about just, let's say they, they decide, okay, you know what, I'm going to set some habits. They're going to lead me to where I want to go. How do you get started with that? As someone who's like, again, a lot of creatives are, are in creating a brand. Yeah. And how do, we, how do we do that? What's I'll a practical way for us to do I it? I genuinely have a lot of admiration for people who deem themselves to be creators because mm -hmm. I am, like I said before, the polar opposite. I I'm with you. I'm a systems guy. I just don't get it. I mean, <laughs> my wife's like a phenomenal photographer. Yeah, she is. I just don't know how she does what she does. I mean, she'll show me pictures and it's like, hey, babe, what do you think? Like, do you like this one or is this one? I tried something different here. Is it a little bit too grainy? And I'm like, I mean, they look identical. <laughs> I, I just don't You're an that. easy client if she's taking pictures yeah, of you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'll be happy with anything. Yeah. But I mean, I don't have that eye, so a lot of respect for people. But I've also heard creatives say that they find it harder. Absolutely, to yes. Start habits. But here's the deal the creatives that really develop strong habits, they're the ones that are charging top dollar for what they're doing and are in such high demand because successful. they're not going to, yeah, they're successful. successful. They're not going to flake out. They're going to be really good at what they do. You know they're going to deliver. And those are the ones that say, I've got these habits, even though it's not who I am naturally. I've developed this system to, to work for me. But yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and that's where. We, we mentioned before is that goals aren't the determining factor between people. Like you look at, I don't know, the Olympics and you have, I don't know, 10, 12 people race in the 100 meters mm -hmm. for, the, for the gold medal. Right. And everybody has the same goal. 
but yet you still have winners and you still have losers. That's a good point. The goal yeah. isn't the determining factor. It's their system. It's their process. It's wow. the daily habits that they had. To it's a great analogy to, that. To that race in order mm-hmm. for them to run the race and hopefully they'll achieve their goal and be the winner. So it's, it's not necessarily the goal, but it's the process. In order to start that process, you have to be able to start good habits. And I mean, I didn't make this up. I, I got this. There's a great book, James Clear. I think it is. I'm not familiar. Maybe I told you about this one before. Maybe not. It's called Atomic Habits. I mm. mean, it goes into this stuff that we're probably covering today in much greater detail. I mean, the dude's a genius. He's studied habits for right. years. I mean, I'm just jumping on a podcast and trying to help people. Yeah. I mean, this guy is who you want to read, who you want to listen to. Andy, um, you're doing a good job today. This is helpful. Appreciate the vote of confidence. Yeah, yeah. Us. But, I mean, check that book out. I mean, I don't know what your listeners are. You know, a lot of creatives, obviously, like you mentioned, but... Whatever your business is, I mean, habits determine so much. We'll throw that uh, a link to that in the community after this. Yeah, James Clear, Atomic Habits, phenomenal, very easy read. I mean, I listened to it yesterday in the car. Great, Uh, okay. Like a ten-hour audiobook or something is pretty cool. But um, to start good habits, you just have to make it obvious. I know he makes a really good point. Is that um, in order to start a good habit, it's got to be super visible. So it's not just like obvious in your mindset but it actually practically has to be visible what does that mean like written down in front of you so right look so alex and i are in my office at work i'm right here to my right alex's left i've got what's called a six by six and bill hybels i think was the originator of this Mm -hmm. but in other words i have this huge board that i look at constantly i mean daily it has my six largest products that are projects sorry that i need to complete within six weeks I'll take like a seventh week off just to kind of rest. Um, there's a little kind of principle or belief behind that week off for me when I'm, I'm working towards higher projects. But I mean, I'm looking at this every single day. It's visible. I mean, mm-hmm. this board is big. It's probably the biggest thing in my office, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's bigger than my wife's photography up on the wall. Yeah. But I mean, it's great. It's there. It's visible. I have a great diary as well that you might want to link um, to at the end of the podcast. Michael Hyatt's planner. Oh, yeah. That's um, phenomenal. Yeah, it's beautiful. So, like, I mean, I'm looking at that every single day and it sets out my big three. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, again, we've talked about my process, my commitment to doing the small things on a daily basis that have allowed me to, to achieve what some people might say is success. But, I mean, it's always visible. So, if you're looking mm-hmm. to start a habit, make sure that it's always visible, that you're looking at, that you can see it, that you don't have to flip through a file of paper to, to see what you're trying to right. see. So, that's Get the it. first thing. Just make it obvious. Yeah. I mean, just... Make it simple, make it obvious. The second thing that James Clear points out is just make it appealing, like make it attractive. So, I mean, remind yourself of the long-term product. I mean, what are you trying to achieve here on the outcome stand of it? So does that mean remind yourself of your the goal, like the main reason for it? Is that what you mean by yes. make so it attractive? Like make it attractive. Like, why are you doing this? I mean, okay. like going to the So gym. the why behind the what? Yeah, the why okay. behind the what is probably okay. an easier way of putting that. Yeah. I mean... Why, why did I road today? It's, well, because I have a body fat percentage target that I'm trying to work my butt off for. Right. So, I mean, whatever you're trying to establish, remind yourself as to why you're doing this. Why are you committing to it? Because that sense of pride or enjoyment or that sense of achievement, whatever you want to call it, when you get to the finish line, is going to be so worth mm-hmm. all those little daily choices that you've made to get to that point. The third thing we've kind of talked about already is just make it easy. I mean, right. start off easy mm-hmm. before you can improve it. Um, we talked about, you know, the cardio that I've been doing, or if you're trying to become like an avid reader, break it down into smaller chunks so you can actually make it happen and then improve it. Yeah, that's a good one because I know we already talked about this, so I'll say this briefly, but I speak at a lot of conferences, yeah. and I always hear people talking about how 
they're motivated when you leave, right? And they're like, I'm going to start doing this. And it is such a massive, like, vision or goal. And I'm like, is that realistic? And that's always my question. People kind of get a little offended sometimes. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, can, like, that's a big chunk to take off. Like, why don't you just go for a small bite and work your way there? Like, make micro goals or, you know, habits, as we're yeah. saying, and, and work your way toward it. So you're right on with that. It's got to be obtainable. It's, I actually find that it's probably, this is a weakness of mine. I find, I get really frustrated by that kind of stuff. What do you mean? Like, if something, like, hey, Andy, this is my goal. Awesome. I mean, that's, that's really cool. I could make a really big impact on all the people and it'd be good for yourself too. How are you going to do it? Right. Oh, I just, I know a couple of guys. I'm just going to have to make it work. And you're like, you're being an idiot. Yeah. I mean, no, that's not going to happen. I mean, that's like saying that you're going to become a millionaire by yeah. just doing the lotto. Yeah. I got a lot of patience with, with some of these people at these conferences because they're brand new. When it's somebody who's been in business for a long time, they're saying that, it's, it is frustrating. That's but nice. when it's somebody who's brand new, it's, it's like, I understand that because that was me at one point as well. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. I mean, I'm young. I'm, I turned 31 in eight days. I mean, I have a lot more to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're doing well right now. But I mean, if my habits stay the same, then it's going to have the same results. We don't want the right. same results. We want better results. Absolutely. So I mean, I have a lot more to learn. I'm grateful for the people in my life that I can learn from. And thankful for podcasts like this that have helped me understand, you know, the things that I need to be doing better and mm-hmm. great support team at our company here as well that I learn from on a daily basis. So, I mean, I'm thankful to you and I get it. I've been in that spot before, but right. I mean, now that I'm at this stage in my life, I find it becoming yeah, yeah. impatient. <laughs> Remember where you came from, Andy. Remember where you came from. <laughs> so what's number four here after keep it, keep it easy? Um, satisfy yourself, man. Reward yourself. Okay. Reward this yourself. is my worst this is my worst subject right here. Reward yourself. Is it worse because you're always moving on to the next thing? Exactly. Yeah. I get it done. And like, so, you know, some people would be like, want to celebrate and be like, all right, come on, let's get focused. We got more to do. I and this one too. Yeah. I mean, you could run through your whole life though and never celebrate a single achievement. Yep. Ever. It's actually really sad. It is. I mean, why'd you work your butt off to achieve it if you're not even going to celebrate it? I mean, you're preaching the choir right now. This is, you know, this is something I mean, I've been yeah, focused I'm, on. I mean, I'm it's talking to myself here too. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't, do this one pretty well so i definitely need to improve on myself i mean we can find, celebrate all right yeah i find people that, that are also the opposite problem though it's hard to have this balance i find some people they'll celebrate everything <laughs> it's like they they're like they're like i checked off my to-do list for the day and they like want to take the piss out of everything it's like <laughs> oh my gosh like I, I dropped my dry cleaning off a time today <laughs> right yeah, yeah. there's got to be a balance and you and i are the other side of, you know again going back from like just people that are really creative yeah. and people that are like you and i they're more on the, the business side of things which somewhere in the middle of all of us there's a healthy individual right Hopefully. but uh yeah no i'm i'm probably a lot more like you where i don't celebrate and i'll, I'll tell you now i've gotten a lot better at it thanks to my wife having that balance yeah. and just being intentional with it michael hyatt you mentioned him earlier he's very big on making sure that you do that because he's similar to you and i where he used to not ever celebrate any sort of win he would just drive through it you know Makes just sense. he's like all right what's next come on let's keep on going so that's kind of a little bit of the the why behind the what when it comes to my six by sixes mm-hmm. i don't think heibels tells us to do this it just it seemed a good thing for me the number seven obviously has a lot of biblical meaning too, but um, you know, for me, I, I need to rest. Yeah, I, I can knock out that six by six, but I, I need to take a week off from doing that kind of stuff, man, because mentally it's exhausting, it's draining. I mean, I'm still going to do it because that's my habit, it's who I am. But I mean, it's tough, man. I mean, it's easy to burn yourself out in all mm-hmm. type of business. I'm sure, and and many other people listening to this who have their own businesses or trying to start businesses or just develop and expand in their current roles. I mean. It's very easy to burn out real quick. Yeah, it really is. That was really difficult for me when I moved here, actually. Ireland, I mean, it's got, like, the life pace of a snail, which I didn't realize until I moved here. Wow, okay. So Culture shock. Jacksonville, man, I'm like, good Lord, man. Like, why are, why are things so busy? 
Yeah. Like, you know, what happened from like the eight to four workday, it's now six to six workday. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's nuts, man. And now that I've been over here, I've obviously adapted to it and that's fine, but then Jacksonville doesn't even compare to... Oh, somewhere like New York. New York, yeah. Big cities and stuff. Yeah. I mean, Jacksonville to me is still a big city. It's like the same population almost as my whole country. <laughs> right. Which is like ridiculous. But I mean, yeah, just that was a difficult thing for me to get used to. It was just hmm. life pace and culture. Culture was a, a huge thing. Yeah. So my habits had to change real quick mm-hmm. uh, when I moved here. Yeah. Otherwise, there's a lot of upset people. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that seventh week off though, definitely resting yeah. period for me. And that's kind of like how you reward yourself is that seventh week. It is. And yeah. It's also a time for me to, I mean, I don't do this well, so I'm, I'm not pretending that I do this well. You're getting better all the time though, right? We got to speak life here. We're aiming to that. Yeah, yeah. For sure. In this particular area, yeah. So the seventh week off, it's a good time for us to celebrate stuff, you know? Yeah. It'll be a little date night with a wife or just going out with the boys or play golf, whatever maybe. It's in that seventh week needs to become a more emphasis, you know, more, mm-hmm. I need to put more emphasis on that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. So I mean, these four points, I'm just gonna run back through them here. When we're talking about habits, make them visible. Uh, I just put this to write them on the walls. I mean, put yeah. it everywhere, put it where you can see it, make sure it's visible. Number two, make it appealing. It's the why behind the what, make it easy, be realistic, be realistic with who you are, where you're going. And uh, number four, reward yourself, celebrate the wins along the way. Yeah. These are four big points, man. Really they big are. points. And I mean, James Clear makes a really good point. He's like, well, how do you stop a bad habit? And it's like, just do the opposite of those things. Hmm. So, you know, make it visible and make it invisible. I mean, if you're, I'm from Ireland. All right, let's keep it real. I, yeah. I like Guinness. I like beer. Um, <laughs> right. Let's say that, uh, you know, I'm trying to, to drink less beer. Not mm-hmm. going to drink it. I'm not just a mind of it. But let's just say that if I have beer in the top shelf in the fridge, if I come home from a hard day's of work and there's an ice cold beer and I open the fridge, I mean, well, your average Joe's going to just going to grab a beer. Absolutely. I mean, stick it on the bottom shelf or hide it behind the milk or just don't buy it at all. Yeah. I mean, make that bad habit invisible. Yeah. So, I mean, it's literally just kind of flipping those four steps and, and doing the opposite. So rather than make it appealing or attractive, just make it unattractive. Rather than making it easy, just make it difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't know the outcome, you're not guaranteed to get 50 bucks when you get out of bed at 5 a.m. Right. Throw the alarm clock on the other side of the bedroom. And that's exactly Next, what I do. I think you do that, right? I do, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not near me. I have to get out of bed yeah. to, to turn so off my great. alarm. I mean, it's yeah. a bad habit of hitting snooze and, and sleeping in all exactly. the time. Exactly. So throw it over on the other side and you're good to go. Exactly. And I mean, that fourth thing then obviously is to just make it unsatisfying. Don't give yourself a reward for that. Don't right. celebrate it. Um, not necessarily punish yourself, but I mean, just don't right. celebrate it. So. Yeah. These are good points, man. Andy, I really appreciate your time today. Yeah, man, you got it. Habits are designed to free you up, not to restrict you. I love that. I learned a lot from this episode because as a high achiever, I'm always looking for ways to incorporate better habits in my life and push the bad ones out. Andy had a lot of clarity on this topic and it's really already helped me a lot. So I encourage you, whatever habits you have, evaluate them, go after the good ones, force the bad ones out and replace them. That's really good information. Side note, Andy, you mentioned us getting a burger after we recorded that episode. We did not do that. You owe me a burger. So anyway, back on point here, Andy's actually an active member of the Creating a Brand community. He's helped a lot of people. He adds a lot of value to people's lives as an educator and somebody who's devoted his life to, to just helping people go further in life. He is a valuable member of our community. And we actually talked for a little bit longer. I asked him, hey, do you have anything you want to share exclusively with the Creating a Brand community? And he said, yeah, I've got six more points. 
six more points. I'm like, oh my gosh, man, they were phenomenal. This is some material that he's come up with that he runs his life by. They're really good points. We're sharing them exclusively with the Creating a Brand community. If you're a member, do not miss that. If you're not a member, join because it is worth it if you just listen to that. And Andy, thank you again for being on the show. We really appreciate it. For show notes from today's episode, please visit creatingabrandpodcast.com. As always, thank you for listening. I'll be back with you next week.